0: Hey, you know, I don't want to be too reductionist and all, but there's uh, some movies that are good and there's some that's bad. And this is this is the last one. This is the one. This is the, the second one I said. That one's it's not it's not so good.
1: Welcome everybody to a gentleman's guide to Rom-Coms. I'm your host Ryan Graves, and I'm joined here with Kelly Song. Like usual. Welcome, Kelly. Welcome to my lair, my room of doom, my treasure of pleasure. Your garage of (laughs) massage.
0: (laughs) 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 I need an adult. (laughs) Well, good thing we've got a couple in today's
1: movie.
0: (laughs) 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 To Jillian on her 37th birthday. We're skipping the intro. We're not talking about anything that happened this week. We're getting right into the story of it. How does that
1: sound? It sounds great. Here it is. Tell me a story, Turk.
0: Let me tell you a story about love, D'Artagnan. I, I ask you about love, you probably quote me a sonnet. I'm not much more than an interpreter and not very good at telling stories. That's the
1: end. What do you mean, that's the end? That's not. It's the beginning of something interesting. Listen, that's the end of that saga. The end. To Jillian on her 37th birthday came out in 1996. Stars Peter... Eyebrows Gallagher. Oh, man.
0: You know it's a good 90s movie with Peter Gallagher.
1: Michelle Pfeiffer as the yep. dead wife. Um, Claire Danes is the daughter. Claire Danes. I love Claire Danes. And uh, the mom from the Santa Claus.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's also Laurie Fortier as the best friend. Uh, Bruce Altman as the other friend. And boy, howdy, Bruce Altman. I know your face, but I cannot pinpoint you. You must be the world's greatest... I'm kind of their actor. It's the
1: that guy actor. Do you think he of does a lot of theater? Guys. He seems like a theater guy. Well, he's got 113 screen credits. Uh, like, yeah, he's good he for him.
0: He's a he's a that guy. And then who good plays the him.
1: the sister? Um, Kathy Baker. Kathy Baker, everybody's mom. Yeah, and, and then, then Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. and Seth Green.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah. For a moment, Seth Green yeah. shows up. Okay. Anyway, we had to put all those characters out there because they're the only characters in the movie, and this movie is based on a play. Yes. And there's a lot of there's a lot of movies based on plays mm-hmm. you one of my favorites on golden Pond mm-hmm. very good movie based on the play uh uh um fences which is extremely tiring because the whole movie is hard to watch.
1: What's the one with Cary Grant <laughs> uh
0: bringing up baby of course uh his Girl friday his Girl Friday yeah. Um, yeah, so there's bunches of movies based on plays, and this one is based on the world's biggest downer of a play. <laughs> the world's worst play. <laughs> the world's worst play, if we can be honest. Like, to my recollection, like, this film, which I just watched yesterday, my brain already wants to squeeze parts of it out <laughs> of my brain. I was mad at the playwright the whole time. Yeah. Because I don't know how much, uh, it wasn't Pressman who wrote this, who was the writer on this the, um, ri- the writer was Michael this. Brady. Michael Bra- it was the, play, it was the play, and then David
1: E. Kelly did the script. David E. Kelly, one of the most successful television executive producers of all of time. all time. Michael Brady's done nothing else for the screen.
0: Yeah, which yeah, you know, whatever. If it was a one-to-one transfer of like, all right, I'm just stripping this play for its dialogue, and then I'm going to write a screenplay around that because mm-hmm. we have actual locations to go to. Right. Then I think they should have changed a couple of things up personally,
1: but I think let's get into the story and then we'll talk more about that later. I just want to start by saying I think they should have changed everything when they wrote the script. Yeah, that's fair. I'm gonna I am gonna. was edit- trying to be
0: a little nice to it. No,
1: I'm going to editorialize and say, wow, what happened to you guys? What uh, happened you guys? <laughs> like, you had so many good things going for you. I think as we'll get into the story, what we have here is a case of really, really well intentioned, well-meaning artists that got way off the beaten track and never found their way back. Like, they got super lost.
0: Yes, completely agree. Because there's some good acting in this movie. Yeah. And I honestly think that the film work is kind of fun and it inventive. pretty. Yeah. Um, the like cinematography is pretty. And they make strong choices. Like, anything out on
1: the beach is very ethereal, especially yeah. at night. So they had a sense of how to do it, but they didn't know what they were doing.
0: I, uh, I mean they, I I think I think me, I, I have no idea I've never read the play but it feels like they stuck to the script when they should have adapted it is a journey of evolution
1: adaptation yeah <laughs> so yeah. let's get into it okay uh, we meet I can't remember oh, I guess we meet uh, Eyebrows first Peter Gallagher yeah Come he's on. like what what are you looking at what oh nothing don't I'm, call him eyebrows. I'm
0: driving this crazy Pe- car. Peter, if you're listening to this, I we think you're you. amazing. No, you are great. But he's like,
1: I'm driving this car and I'm singing a song because oh, I'm an right. annoying dad.
0: And I think we've already seen him talk to himself on the beach. And Claire Danes is like, oh, man, dad's talking oh, to himself the on the beach. Oh, the very first
1: again. shot is he's out playing with Michelle Pfeiffer oh, in right. the water in the They're freezing like, <laughs> Nantucket water. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, supposed to be like, winter. Yeah, and Claire Danes is like, my dad is weird. Are you yelling at
0: someone? Oh,
1: just myself. My
0: dad is going crazy.
1: Um, And we're like, okay, we don't know anything about him right now. But yeah, she disappears, though, it. and we're like, oh, oh what's, what's Michelle Pfeiffer doing? So then we catch up to him, he's like, I'm driving this car. And we meet Claire Danes, who is an average 16-year-old girl, and we meet her friend. Wondertop. Cleavage. The most annoying friend in the universe. Yeah, the most stuck their, up their conceited friend. jerk face of a friend she's not even like she's not conceited really she's just uh i think the word is conceited yeah her interaction with mr middle-aged man later on is nothing but conceited
0: no i completely give it to you but at this point in time in the movie she's just like a friend who's there on vacation yeah like yeah. like she really is she you kind of get that she's interested in the dad. Like she kind of has a little bit of cr- a crush on yeah. Mr. Peter Gallagher. But what's that- her name? Julie? Julie Fortier?
1: Lori. Fortier, Fortier. Who yeah. plays Cindy? Yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway, the dad's driving all over the place, and then he gets super pissed off because
1: at- he gets cut off by Freddie Prinze Jr. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey." Pull over. And, and I think someday either you or your dad will do this. My dad
0: definitely does. I, I'm more of a stew in silence kind of. Uh, well, no, I'm a grumble. I'm a grumble quietly, like upset driver. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but, but I, I do think he's justified a little bit, if, if that gives you any incl- inclination. Because I don't think he should have like pulled the guy over and yelled at him. But he did almost cause an accident.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, but we get that Peter Gallagher's a little unhinged, a little unhinged, but it's not bad. But he's
0: still Peter Gallagher, so I'm like, well, maybe like Peter Gallagher is so likable in a yeah. weird way that it's like, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're flying a little off the handle, but I can still be your friend. Um, and f- poor P- P- Freddie Prince Jr. is like, hey man, uh, it's sorry,
1: so- sorry <laughs> dude. Yeah, this is very early Freddie Prince Jr., where they don't give, they forgot to write him a personality. I think that's fine, though. I think what Freddie Prince Jr. is
0: playing is a 90s kid who just is like, whatever, man.
1: If it wasn't Freddie Prince Jr. and was just some guy, then it would be fine. But I'm like, okay, we have a budding movie star here. What's going to happen? Nothing. (laughs) I don't know. I liked Freddie Prince Jr.
0: I, I liked his, his whole outfit. I liked his hair. That's all he has here. No, I really do think that he is playing a like a disaffected like twenty year old. Yeah. Like that's I I, I, I I think that's it. I think he should have been given more to do, but unfortunately the script didn't allow for it. Yeah. No.
1: And <laughs> yeah, he so he forgot to
0: write the words. So whatever. Then we understand that Peter Gallagher's sister in law and her husband.
1: No! That island and up with the air, Esther. They have brought Wendy Crusen. Wow. So, this is where the movie really makes you kind of sit up in your chair and go, Wait, hold on a second. It says Wendy Cruson is Kevin Dolliff. That's her name. Her name's Kevin because they thought Kevin was a dude coming and that was part of the the question. Oh, okay. They're like, This, our friend Kevin's coming and Peter Gallagher's like, I mean, that's cool. cool. Have, have whatever Kevin's name, I guess. Kevin's cool. Kevin's cool. Um, so, here's where the movie is Kelly so <laughs> yeah yeah you want to talk here's where the movie makes you go I'm sorry you're doing what
0: yeah so their whole <laughs> thing is they're inviting this woman to a weekend at the beach that is a tradition for all of them mm-hmm. okay their plan is to hook her up with Peter Gallagher but it just so happens to not only be his dead wife's death anniversary 2 years past also, also her, her birthday. birthday, and it's only been two years, and it's like a a surprise blind date.
1: Yeah, they didn't tell her what the plan was. They didn't, they didn't tell him, him what, what the, the plan, plan was. This is a
0: insane plan.
1: That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, Ryan I'm not getting seen, on board
0: with this. There are so many shenanigans in our our mm-hmm. genre. Like. Freaking Meg Ryan like looks across the United States and says, "I'm, I'm gonna, in I'm, love I'm, I'm with in, Tom Hanks," and I buy it. I'm here for it. You this, go for it,
1: Meg Ryan. This is
0: nonsense. I'm it, like, and the fact that she even th- like the the her, the sister in law thinks this is anywhere near an okay
1: thing to do to anybody. It's is insane. It is truly insane. And they're like, "Ah, eh, just roll with it, Wendy," aka Kevin. And she's like, no, I'm going to go home. This is stupid. I'm leaving. And we're like, yeah, please leave. This is inappropriate. Go home.
0: Like, okay. Like if there needed to be something here in the movie where somebody forgot. Like the husband invited her. Like cause the like the yeah. husband works with her or something. And he like invited her to the weekend and the wife was like, Are you kidding? Do you know what anniversary this is? And he's like,
1: Oh, I totally forgot. But then oh, she shows up it needs anyway. to have been an accident. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Like they This didn't was go- completely planned, not an accident. Yes. an accident. Should have been an accident. Should have been an accident that yeah. this
0: happened. So that would have been that would have fixed everything. Here. Yeah.
1: So they get to the boat launch and they're like, This is our friend Kevin. And Peter Gallagher is like, What? <laughs> right? And we're all like
0: what? <laughs> and Peter Gallagher is is cold to her, but
1: just understandably so. Yeah. He's like
0: trying to be nice, but he's like what the fuck is going
1: on? It's like I don't know how to act around you and it's Why like you, you should. And she's like, yeah, this is awkward. And they get in the car and okay, Here's where the movie, I'm like, oh my God, this movie's a bad movie. The movie jumps off a diving
0: board at this point in time, and then you realize there's ice below them, not water.
1: <laughs> so then the middle-aged guy, the friend uh, Paul. of Peter Gallagher, Paul, starts flirting with Claire Danes' friend. And
0: not even like... Flirting, like where it can be slightly construed as like innocent, playful banter. No, it's
1: like he's hitting on her like Austin Powers. He,
0: st- he stares at her boobs and is like,
1: I was just noticing you had quite a developmental year. Close. It's like, what the? What? <laughs> what are you talking what? about? And his wife is just like, oh, you know, being married in your 40s, this is life. <laughs> She's like rolling with it. So, Peter Gallagher is made out to be the
0: person who's going through like a crisis, like a crazy, like he's, he's getting a little, like he's seeing ghosts. a little weird. He's the, one of the least crazy people in this film.
1: Yeah. And we're just like, what, what Tennessee Williams (laughs) play did I stumble onto? No, I feel like the writer of this play is like, get it.
0: He's not the crazy one. And I'm like, Okay intellectual bullshit this is. Yeah. This is, I'm sorry, that was Yoda talking <laughs> to him, but... A coward you are, with no An expert on bulls you are not!
1: <laughs> and the thing is, they want us to like... Paul. Everyone Mm. here, they want us. it it needs, they're trying to make slice of life characters where it's like you got the crazy 16 year old girl who's such a flirt and Claire Danes who's just trying her best to keep her dad from going insane. Yeah. You got Peter Gallagher who's, ah, he's a little eccentric.
0: And you got the husband, Bruce
1: Altman, and you know, he's a little bit of a lech, but he's, he's a cool He's a lovable lech. It's like,
0: no! You need to write him differently (laughs) if that's what you
1: want. This is completely (laughs) inappropriate and predatory. I
0: know. I feel like people who listen to our podcast Podcasts who sometimes don't watch the movies that like aren't super popular. We're but not listen embellishing. To the episodes. Trust us. This is it's crazy. So they all get to the house, and Peter Gallagher's like, "Get inside." Yeah. Well, Peter Gallagher. He talks to the to Kevin, and he's like, "Hey, again, Kevin. Just I just want lady. To, the lady." And he, he's like, okay, well, we'll make it work. We'll put castles can, tomorrow. You can it's hang fine. out. We're going to have wine. And he's tonight. pretty open about the fact that he's like, yeah, I'm not over my dead wife. This is
1: weird. Yeah. And she's like, makes sense. It's only been two years. Yeah. Why am I here again? Yeah. She looks at the director, why am I here again? <laughs> he's like, don't worry. We'll forget about you later. Okay, spoiler alert <laughs> nothing happens with this character, everybody. At all. There is no romantic development. They barely have two more sentences between each other the entire movie. The rest of the movie they have one more conversation. That's they,
0: it. They set this up like it's a romantic comedy because like they like there's like some dressing there's like a jogging scene and then there's, like, a karaoke scene where it's, like, Peter Gallagher's wearing a suit, and so is, you know, Bruce Altman. And they're, like, singing together, and it's, like, okay, this is charming.
1: I, I see maybe you're going somewhere here. The setup is, like, oh, this is an awkward thing. A lot of, like, missteps have happened, but in spite of everything, the romance happens. And no, no. And so so happened. so Kevin and
0: Cindy the the flirty sixteen year old or seventeen or eighteen year old I have no idea no, what age they are. She said
1: she's sixteen. They both Claire Danes and her were like we're sixteen now, freshly sixteen. We were fifteen last week. This week we're sixteen, and uh, like Nantucket is like, which is the legal <laughs> limit. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh.
0: So so they meet in the hallway, like both wearing little black dresses to this thing that never happens. Yeah. Like this, this, we're going to do karaoke, but
1: formal wear karaoke at home. Yeah. Okay. Have fun.
0: Uh, And like, we get this like little thing where like Cindy is like, Hey, fuck you. He's not going to be interested in you. And we're like, Oh man, like Cindy really has something for this older dad. Yeah. And I'd love for that to be explored in this movie. But it's like, (sighs) wow, Cindy, you're, just horrible she is like in this scene where she's been like kind of just a fine f- person like, but yeah but up she basically
1: spits in kevin's face yeah she's worse like, than regina george she's, she's just horrible yeah for seemingly like just being a little jealous yeah yeah, it's like, why are you being so mean to this woman who is on the most awkward weekend trip of her entire life? Why would you attack her? And not only that, but for something, the movie's gonna completely not
0: delve into later. Why are you here? Go home! <laughs> and so they proceed to have a big argument at the table where basically they're all having like, oh, and we we also understand that the sister-in-law is going to steal Claire Danes away through court <laughs> appointment... <laughs> So (laughs) the movie just keeps going. Like the the reason this stacks the insanity is this is this woman's plan. I'm going to this weekend invite a friend to get together with my brother-in-law, who is like also dealing with his dead wife's anniversary slash birthday. But at the same time, I'm going to take his daughter, which should really get romance going. <laughs>
1: yeah, and like, <laughs> what are you thinking? her th- her thought process is, okay, Claire Danes is not doing well in school. It's because Peter Gallagher is going insane, which because he's not moving on from the death of his wife,
0: which okay, there's like a smidge of, a smidge of
1: legitimacy in
0: these thoughts that she's having. You can have but the thoughts. you can have these thoughts and you can sensitively. Bring this up sometime with him if you yeah. want, saying, Hey, it seems like you're not doing very well. Maybe you should get some help. Like, I see your daughter's not doing super great. Let's talk about that and work on it. No, Maybe she- not, I'm going to take your daughter
1: from you because she's doing bad in school. She now. gets out a butterfly knife and goes for the jugular, and Peter Gallagher. <laughs> very slowly and she's like. It in. I'm not even going to talk to you about this, but I'm just going to sue for custody of your daughter because I think you're doing a bad job being her parent. And we're all just sitting there and we're saying, on what grounds, madam, do we see (laughs) anything wrong with this situation? We see that he's a little weird. Yeah. This this would not hold up in court. Zero evidence that he's being A, negligent, B, abusive, C, Sexual harasser, yeah. D incest creep. None of well, these. Well, I think th- <laughs> those two would go together. But, sure, but like I,
0: like let's say he's talking to his dead wife all the time. Okay, like it, that is weird, mm-hmm. and I, I grant it that it is grounds for familial investigation. Yeah, for sure, but not what you're doing, lady. No, and
1: maybe so, if maybe if Claire Danes was 11, sure, and the. The aunt comes to find them and sees that no one's gone grocery shopping. Sure. No one's done cleaning. Sure. Like.
0: But he, his house
1: is great. He's got a great house. He's not working at his professor he, job he, because he, he's grieving and he's writing a book. So right. that's
0: still work, lady. He is driving really bad, but that just seems like something that existed he's beforehand. He's um, On top of this, we're at this dinner and like, I, I, I feel bad for Bruce Altman right now because he's just hit on the girl again and I'm like gross dude but then he's like trying to like make his like his wife stop yelling at his friend and I'm like I feel so divided in my brain I don't know how to feel about this <laughs> What are you? and yeah. so Peter Gallagher's so looking forward to building sandcastles he just wants to build sandcastles
1: guys we're building sandcastles and seven
0: he, in the morning he breaks out these like very very intricate designs <laughs> for sandcastles and the <laughs> sister-in-law is like
1: What the hell have you done?
0: You have gone insane. It's obvious. You want
1: to make elaborate sandcastles? You want to defeat a nine-year-old? You've What is this, an Adam Sandler movie? (laughs) She's (laughs) acting as if he's like, yeah, I served my child Havarti cheese for dinner. Like, (laughs) that would be alarming. But he's like, no, I've been emotionally available to my daughter, and I'm going to build sandcastles tomorrow. Yeah. I see no problem here. Yeah. Yeah, so
0: <sighs> they they go to the beach. Is that what happens? He next?
1: freaks out. He's like, "I'm going for a walk," and, and he goes
0: and talks to Michelle Pfeiffer again,
1: who's like, "I'm a ghost, but I'm not really a ghost. I'm your dead wife. <laughs> and the, uh, so we we get at some point the flashback of what happened, and Michelle right, Pfeiffer yeah. is a free spirit, man. It's my birthday. Let me have some fun. And, and she, she won't be like locked down in any way
0: she climbs she climbs the mast of this ship which not necessarily safe but not the most daredevil thing you could possibly do no, in life no it's
1: designed to be climbed
0: exactly that's what those are there for and you're you're only supposed to climb those while you're going over choppy seas to fix things but you she, Seemingly, she's owned this boat for a while. She's probably done this before. She knows what she's doing. And they're like, oh, get down. That's got to be 10,
1: 20 feet.
0: <laughs> and so she falls all the way down to the deck and dies.
1: And, and it's wow. terrifyingly, like horribly directed because Peter Gallagher is like, oh, no. And no! like Claire Danes is doing
0: what Claire Danes in the 90s does best. She cries. She cries like five times in this movie. And I just have to give it up to her. As a teenage actor who can cry that She's well, great. You're Claire Danes. fantastic.
1: But woof, the directing is just really bad. Like it, it you does could have t- cut the facial reaction shot, still would have been just as powerful. It, I like, and it's not that Peter Gallagher is doing anything wrong. I think he's doing. I think he's being really badly directed. I,
0: I think the, f- the, f- yeah, I think the framing's all. Mm, wonky for this it, it veers
1: into tv movie real fast yeah because the director's like give me an 11 out of 10 reactions <laughs> like no because like, he's re- Peter Gallagher is reacting as if she's falling into a pit of fire right and he knows she's gonna die right it's but, like you don't necessarily know the outcome of this
0: fall no you don't and it, like it, the breath should be sucked out of his lungs because he, he should be like waiting to see what happens yeah right yeah oh guys anyway <laughs> so they go to the beach no, is this what happens next it gets a little fuzzy because we stopped caring <laughs> <laughs> they go to the beach and peter gallagher has his sandcastle contest and it's a great sandcastle and it's such a cool like, sandcastle the fact he that puts his
1: little head in the little he, uh thing. in the chair oh, like it's
0: great he, he basically has a giant head on a tiny king's
1: body with a big castle behind and so him. we're watching this and we're like i want to be best friends with peter gallagher he looks like he's he having is a great such time. A cool character Okay, a little weird. Doesn't matter. I guess, you
0: know, we skipped over like Claire Danes and her friend, like her friend being like, I wear sexy.
1: Oh yeah, there's a scene s- where she's stuff like now. we have to wear thongs now. And I'm like, do not. <laughs> this <laughs> please do not. I, here's the thing. This there are definitely girl conversations
0: that happen like this in bedrooms, right? With the context though that you've set this movie up with, especially with like the leering friend. Yeah, it's like not in this house, woman. I it's it's just It feels weird. I think if this was a teenage movie, or if it was like those two were the main characters, I'm fine with this.
1: You know what it feels like? It feels like a very, very extremely transparent play or script by a very, very middle-aged man who is fantasizing about hooking up with 16-year-old girls and writes this play to scare the shit out of him. Out of himself, yeah. Yeah, because he's like, oh yeah, and they're just talking about wearing sexy underwear. (laughs) Oh yeah. And then... Later, there's a scene where she basically, Cindy shuts down We'll get there. Let's let's not get there. No, because there's something that happens in between there that I think is important.
0: Okay. On the beach. (laughs) Um, Okay, so they're at the beach. Yeah. And so they're walking around, and her friend, Claire Dane's friend, is like, you got to wear this, 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 she gives her the worst bathing suit, because it's a plaid bathing suit. like. That not that that, not that that can't be sexy, but it's like she looks good. She looks good, but it's like th- I'm mad at the friend because the friend has like this very like t- toned down like sexy kind of thing going on, and she's like, "And you can have the plaid one." <laughs> it just feels like an afterthought. Like she intentionally made her friend have the less sexy sure
1: thing. Yeah, well, it makes sense because she does feel like a very evil character.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know about evil. I wouldn't even give her evil. Like she I think she's poorly written because mm-hmm. half the time she doesn't seem evil. The other half she does. <laughs> yeah. So basically they're on the beach and then later, like uh, Peter Gallagher and Bruce Altman are like hanging out and Bruce Altman's and like, like check out those butts check over out there.
1: Butts. Those are some good looking butts. And
0: then the girls turn around and it's oh no, Peter Gallagher's been ogling
1: his daughter's butt. And it's at this point that because it's a play. Peter Gallagher is required by theater law to cut his eyes out, <laughs> but he doesn't do that. And to be killed by his son, <laughs> something, something like, like that. that. It's theater law. Mm-hmm. I, 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 what can you say? So he grabs a towel and he's like, "No, no, 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 no." Which uh, I understand completely. No, like you always harp on this this horse. I get it. I I think he's not. I think he overreacts, but I think the instinct is correct
0: cat I'm I don't know I'm I'm not if my daughter is wearing a bathing suit out on the beach my job isn't to run over and be like you must hide your body
1: if she's 16 I will have influence on what she's wearing what well, my daughter's wearing no it? no you won't <laughs> but same goes with Theo I can tell him no turn around try try again you're not going out like that
0: I guess so there's a i I feel like a i i think a healthy view of sex and or like biology and bodies is very good for a young person to learn, so it's not this extravagant thing mm-hmm. and so I, I we'll probably look at that a little bit differently, but he overreacts time in place
1: scene. and context he overreacts, but it again it makes sense where he's coming from
0: he seems like. It's so funny because they paint him as such a chill dad at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I guess he does yell at that kid. I don't know.
1: He's pretty protective of her.
0: Yeah, you're right. He is pretty protective. But it's hard for me to grok because it's Peter Gallagher. What about him? No, honestly, he like if you cast a... um, Oh, more of a dad dad? Yeah, uh, I'm thinking... uh, Sorry, why can't I think of his name right now? But the star of Breaking Bad. Oh, um yeah. I'm not thinking about him in Breaking Bad, but him in the early 90s yeah. if you cast him, yeah. I'm like of course.
1: But why is it, why is it why is he allowed if he looks like that to be reactive like that? But since it's sexy Peter Gallagher that he can't be Mister Dad.
0: Pe- no, Peter Gallagher just feels chill. I'm so used to Peter Gallagher from The OC, oh, okay. where he's the chill dad. Mm-hmm. He goes surfing in the morning. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, go ahead and do whatever you want, and that's how I always see Peter Gallagher. Well, we so, get
1: it's not just here, but he's a very protective father.
0: Yeah. So anyway,
1: he embarrasses the crap out of her. And then yeah that's that's the real faux pas that yeah. he pulls because you don't do that in front of the kids you just be like uh, yeah yeah come exactly here, come hey, here, hey, just, can we talk to you about something let's just have a quick conversation yeah. Um, but he doesn't do that. He, and, like, tackles her with a towel.
0: Yeah, and then, like, as he's walking her away, he sees not Michelle Pfeiffer out in the water and has a panic attack. He,
1: like, passes out, but it's, like, one of those things, like, well, you've been out in the sun, you're kind of dehydrated. But um, he calls her name, and Claire Danes is like, this
0: is weird, you called your mom, my mom? You mom's called name. out
1: the dead mom's name, and then... The, Jillian, <laughs> that's right, the to, gi- to You said, you said Jillian. Jillian. And then the sister-in-law is like, you called out Jillian's name? Red flag. Yeah, this is over. I'm 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 suing for custody. I'm writing this down.
0: Like like (laughs) earlier in the movie, she writes down a bunch of stuff that her husband says that she is mad about because she's going to therapy or she's becoming a therapist. I
1: can't remember, but like she basically is like, and I'm logging this. But she legitimately on the beach. As soon as he comes to after passing out on the beach, she says, "You said her name," as if it's like that's it final straw suing for custody i would hate watching this play
0: like <sighs> i'm i i don't like this movie but at least i get to see a beach town <laughs> not not some something on a stage that is meant to look like a beach town so but then claire danes leaves the beach mm-hmm. and gets asked, so gets out asked by, by freddie, freddie prince. prince jr
1: and it's like okay this is nice and what does he say he's like you can come too, to the other friend she's like yeah. i can no he's like i can get a friend for you too and her friend
0: has has, has a good line where she's like i can snap my fingers thank you which is such a bitchy thing to say like it is a conceited thing to say or a vain Mm -hmm. thing to say but it's a great line
1: it is a good line but freddie Jr. is like i was just being polite yeah yeah he's (laughs) just like i was just okay whatever um he's like don't invite your friend and it's it's nice because claire danes
0: is super jazzed about this yeah and I don't, what I don't get about this movie is why doesn't her friend, who is like super interested in like attracting the attention of young men, why doesn't she go to this party?
1: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Why doesn't she go why with her she friend? She doesn't want
0: to go. Like she's been wanting her to stay around
1: all summer and have a fun time. She's like, I don't want to go to that party. That's stupid. It's like, this doesn't make what? sense. Uh, so this is when um, Paul tells his buddy, Eyebrows. Um, this is what my wife is planning on doing. That's right. There's nothing I can do to stop her. He and Peter mad. Gallagher is he, like he drives bad again. Hi, what? And I'm like, yeah, pretty appropriate reaction. Yeah. If someone if someone said, I'm going to sue and take Theo away from you, hell hath no fury.
0: Like, I will end you. <laughs> the um the they have an argument and it's like one of those things where
1: she She's like, calm down. I'm only suing for custody. And he's like, fuck you. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, again, within your rights. I I love when
0: she like chastises him about swearing. And he's like, oh, fucking right. (laughs) (laughs) And there, I, again, I don't, I, I don't want to equivocate too much. She makes a couple good points in this scene where she's like, you like talk to your wife all the time on the beach. And he, he starts, kind of going into defense of this where he's like a lot of people talk to their dead partners it's something people do and i'm like that's
1: everybody peter gallagher that's
0: true some people probably do that in their heads or maybe even out loud a little bit but you have to realize what you're doing is different yeah right because you're like chasing her in the waves and like having having a fun flirt like danny
1: Zuko style yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Summer loving uh, Yeah and she's like I'm the one who found you When you tried to kill yourself by swallowing all those pills it's like okay good point Yeah But when was that Was that a year and a half ago Was that last week Right, what like we need the context. We really need to know when this is because if this was right
0: after his wife died, makes like, sense. You need to go to therapy. Yeah, but but that makes like understandable sense. And the fact that you're like still alive and still caring for your daughter
1: and still doing, doing seemingly okay. living your life, like like taking care of yourself in the house and her. You're bad friend, lady. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's like uh, he goes he off to mad. the beach again. And yeah. so there's just a lot of interludes where he's talking to Michelle Pfeiffer and she's like, I'm a free spirit. And, it's, and
0: she's like, I'm sorry that I
1: died and stuff. And they like talk and it's like, it's just, it's not that romantic because she's just a figment of his imagination and he's just projecting yeah. her. And it's just his he's projection just talking to himself. of her. And, and it's and like Michelle Pfeiffer
0: is like, she's kind of at that point in her career where she's just like really pretty, but this isn't like... She's playing this role perfectly. I wouldn't have her do anything different necessarily with how it's written, but it's completely thankless because yeah, there's nothing like, to
1: develop because she's
0: dead. Yeah. So it's it's such a weird casting for me. Like, yeah, why not get somebody that I don't know so well, so I can like right. at least ascribe a personality yeah. onto her? Or That's something. what they do
1: for Sleepless in Seattle. We meet the dead wife exactly, once and we don't know who she is, and that makes it feel even more foreign.
0: Yeah, which is which is great though because I'm like I. I just, I want to imagine so much of what you're like. And like with Michelle Pfeiffer, I've seen her in too many roles. Yeah.
1: I'm like, Ooh, Catwoman, yow! Yeah.
0: So Claire Danes getting drunk at a party. She meets Seth green. And I'm like, I'm so glad you're here. I'm sorry you're leaving. Yeah. And then at this point in time, we have the part where Claire Danes friend, Cindy walks up to Paul, who's like singing karaoke. And it's like, at this point in time, I'm like, I like you again, Paul, you're a bastard, but like, you're the only one in this house that seems like they don't have drama right now. Yeah. And so she walks up to him and like he had said something flirty to her before. And so she walks up and is like, hey, what's up? Do you
1: want to like kiss me? Like, let's cut the bullshit, Paul. We've been doing this back and forth. For like 12 years. And she's like, (laughs) you're just a pathetic middle aged man who just watches me and won't do anything about it and just tortures him. Like he's just sitting there and just has to take it. And and here's the thing. Here's like the
0: weird thing about this scene where the the play thinks it's smart or the movie thinks it's smart, but you have a very confusing, complicated moment, right? Where Paul deserves to be taken down a peg. But not like this. I don't know. I don't know if not like this. Because I'm not sympathizing with her either. No, no I, I, I don't think... Yeah, I think for the movie, it doesn't give us anything. hmm I think... Because she's being really mean and conceited to him. That's true. I I think she has no motivation for this, is the problem. Yeah, she's where, just torturing him. Yeah, where, like, if she, if she really didn't like... Like, if we saw her being negatively affected at all by Paul's, like, weird advances... Yeah. I might be more okay with this. Right. I think... Paul needs to get his teeth knocked in. He does. But the the lack of motivation on her part, where she's just kind of getting her rocks off on this, I'm like,
1: ugh. That's just gross. So I don't like her. I don't like him. And I don't like him because he's a fucking creep. I don't like his wife. Uh, and we get like this interior... Uh, understanding of their relationship where there's a lot of like humorous bickering where they're like i'm gonna write that down for the therapy i'm like "Ooh, this isn't funny this is toxic yeah this is bad <laughs> like i don't want to be around them this is not fun banter this is negative and banter. they try to save it at the end of the movie by like them having a
0: pretty real moment where she's like hey like are we are we a good couple like she, she's the queen of like talking about things at the wrong time
1: because they're packing up to go and she's, she's like like do you want to have an existential conversation about our marriage yeah and it's like you guys are like going home right now <laughs> you, you have, have stuff to do 37 seconds you need to get out of the house and he's just like i like he's like we have a f- nice relationship i just like coming home to you and it's like okay you pass go home
0: <laughs> yeah it's like i don't i don't like either of you but ugh. Fine. Fine, you can stay married. Yeah, but, like, I don't care. I don't want to be your friend. You're bad friends.
1: But sister-in-law, I need you to understand that you're completely off your rocker with everything that you've done this weekend. Yeah. And you need a lot of mental health help. What if instead of saying sister as like a, hey, sister, I need you to understand something, we just said <laughs> sister-in-law? <laughs> sister-in-law, okay. Step-sister? Uh, So, yeah, we see Paul just kind of sit there and take it from Cindy, and he... I guess rethinks the thing of hitting on 16-year-olds is maybe a bad idea? Like, like it's interesting. <laughs> like, 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 he's like, wow,
0: I really got to rethink the this. The only good thing about this scene, because you could have written it two different ways. You could have had, well, a couple different ways, but, like, the way he does is he just listens to her and doesn't say anything in return, and I thought that was an interesting choice.
1: I was just relieved. I'm like, thank God, I yeah, didn't do anything. because
0: I, I thought i was really relieved that he didn't kiss her yeah. that was the other way it could have gone or at one point in time he's he was like hey i'm married and she starts like like really taking him down more and more pegs and i was just like you know this is be the time for him to admit that he's been gross like, yeah what
1: if how about some redemption
0: yeah what if he was like what if he was like i'm sorry like you're making a good point here i'm been kind of a lech yeah like and then he's like but i am happily married and maybe i should
1: ch- cut the shit out yeah so how about how about an arc for this character and then, and then she could
0: learn something too where she like maybe maybe that's what she was trying to get him to do the whole time that seems a little arch for her abilities but like maybe maybe he like walks up to her and he's like what you're doing right now is like you're gonna end up like me no like that something like such that. good writing like something give just give us, us
1: some change give us an arc because he just is like hmm, i guess i'll stop being creep and he's like and then he has a scene with his wife later And he's like is life just passing me by and i'm like i don't know dude yeah <laughs> i mean you're not having sex with a 16 year old so is i don't know is i don't, that, don't think so is like
0: you don't like your wife you're unhappy with your friend right now you're like not having sex with 16 year olds I I think that's
1: probably the best for you right now. Yeah,
0: I think you need to just, like... I think you need to change you. Your attitude. And And everything.
1: And then I'm asking, why... (laughs) (laughs) Why is this here? Why is this in this movie? What does this have to do with our main character's problem?
0: Gosh, I hate bashing writers, but it just feels... Like, you brought up Tennessee Williams. It feels like somebody... In Wants the '90s, to trying Williams. to do Tennessee Williams and being like, "Get it! It's complicated. All these characters have interpersonal lives." It's like, "Yeah, thanks." That should be every play. That doesn't make. Yeah. Like, just because you're making it weird doesn't make it good.
1: You can't write a conceited teenager and be like, "Look, it's Blanche DuBois. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so uh, she Claire Danes comes home f- drunk because um, she drank two. Zonka. Because scene missing, like they didn't have. They showed us them getting the drink and then I mean, having... this is fine i get that she got drunk at the party she got drunk at the party what is the point of her meeting this boy in this movie i think it's to explode conflict between her and her dad but there's no point to the boy in question so why should she going to the party at all i don't know i don't know I, well, we're <laughs> nothing gar- happens it's... at this party other than she drinks alcohol yeah okay, she,
0: she, i think what okay. it does is it loosens her up enough to talk to him about the mom
1: Yes, yeah, so it's, its, it's an excuse. Well, okay.
0: Right, Ryan's very mad right now. He stopped talking about the movie and he's just <laughs> critical.
1: I want to talk about. And why Freddy are they Prince drinking Jr. zombies <laughs> on Nantucket? That Who is a, drinks zombies? That is a drink for the tropics. <laughs> so she comes home, she's all drunk, and Peter and, Gallagher is. And
0: Freddie Prince Junior is being a mensch, by the way. He's like. He's, like, not even necessarily trying to kiss her first. He's, like, make sure you drink water. Have some Have bread. some bread. <laughs> it's a total teenager thing to say. Yeah. And he's, like, uh, maybe we can catch a movie tomorrow. Something. And she's, like, cool. And then they kiss, and they start making out a little bit. But you can tell that it's just that's as far as it's going for the night. Yeah, totally. And then Peter Gallagher comes and stands very creepily behind him. And is yeah. like, oh And then Claire Danes throws up on his feet. Ugh, which, his bare feet. Which,
1: which is, like, a good... It, a good moment that should have happened then yeah and he freaks out cuz she's drunk and he should freak out cuz she's drunk and he's obviously not knowing how to deal with it and yeah. just tries to get her upstairs
0: and but then she's like you know what you're you're acting crazy cuz he's you, like
1: you talk to mom yeah and she has this freak out in front of everybody and the sister-in-law is like ah oh, proof that he's the worst person <laughs> in the world and by the way kevin's been here the whole time <laughs> Kevin shows up. We have- <laughs> oh yeah, I'm. For- I'm sorry. <laughs> Kevin's in the room. <laughs>
0: Kevin's kind of been in the background this whole time, just like being miserable. Every once in a while, she'll like go talk to the sister-in-law and be like, "Hey, so maybe it's not nice what you're doing." Or she'll walk up to Claire Danes and be like, "Hey, so you're going on a date later?" And then Claire Danes is like, "Can you be my mommy, maybe?" <laughs> and she's like, "I don't know your dad." <laughs> So she's still there. It just doesn't matter at all. And so she goes, Claire Danes goes upstairs. Sorry. Just again, I want to reiterate for people who have never listened to our podcast, this isn't usually how it goes. We usually have like conversations about the pluses and minuses of a movie and how, when the romance. But it's
1: got a 5.8 on IMBB. We're allowed, we're within our rights. IMBB um so claire danes goes upstairs to sleep it off she has a dream where michelle pfeiffer visit her and they go on a bike ride and it's like this is what it was like for them it's like okay i feel a little sad like this is their ritual and michelle pfeiffer's like be a free spirit like me no hands don't hold the handlebars and then claire danes almost gets hit by a car and then it's like
0: it's just a dream and i was like fuck you movie yeah like like you already have like i you're you're going for dramatic tension here by tricking me and making me
1: think that she also is going through what her dad's going through, and I was like, no, it's just a drunk dream. So yeah. she wakes up basically in a night terror and she's freaking out and she's like screaming, and Peter Gallagher like goes and holds her and like just was like, it's okay. He's a good it's, dad. It's okay. It's okay. Good dad like, moment.
0: I'm gonna get you some tea. We'll we'll figure this out.
1: And the sister in law is like, what are you doing? You're you're making her. Go up and be with her. Go upstairs right now. She needs you. She needs you right now. And I'm like, lady,
0: stay in your lane. Here's the thing. I think the movie could have done a little bit better here. And I think I'm going to rewrite it. All right. (laughs)
1: Rewrite the whole script. You write your first draft
0: with your heart. And you rewrite with your head. I think this scene would have been the perfect moment to just transform things because we've had Peter Gallagher talking to his sister-in-law earlier and she's just like, Peter Gallagher, I'm going to take your daughter away because you're talking to your dead wife. And like, let's say we believe that that's a bad thing. Right. Okay. Let's say we're there with her. And at this point in time, he's just yelled at his daughter. He's not feeling great. He's gone and talked to Michelle Pfeiffer and she's like, you know, how's our daughter doing? Mm -hmm. You know, And he's just not, He's not being a great dad right now, mm-hmm. right? So she has this night terror, and she's telling him in this scene, like, mom was there. I saw mom. Like, like I saw mom, yeah. right? And what if instead of Peter Gallagher showing up first, the sister-in-law sh- shows up first, and she is just, like, trying to calm her down and trying to be there for her and can't do it? Mm -hmm. Like she's just failing. And Peter Gallagher comes in like a couple seconds later because he was just on the beach or something and he heard her from down there. And he shows up and he takes care of her and he's like calming her down. He's doing the thing where it's like, actually, Peter Gallagher is better at this. a pretty good job. And not only that, but then she tells him, mom's real, like, or like not mom's real, but I saw her, she was in my dream. I saw her. And at that moment, he realizes maybe I'm having a little bit of an effect on our daughter by talking to my dead wife in front of her. Right, And he has to, in that moment, confront the fact that he is not super healthy. And he has to say, it's not her. She's not still here. I know she's not still here. I'm so sorry to say this. I'm so sorry for what I've done. And then, like, hold her. And then she breaks down. And they have a moment of, like, letting her go together. And the entire family witnesses this. And so the lady's like, I'm not going to take her away anymore. And (laughs) then when, but when they leave, you could think that they're all leaving. Like you could just cut two from that moment to, you just cut the movie. (laughs) Well, you could think, you could think that they're like, he's, like sending the other people home, but then they could all be leaving. He's like, I'm leaving the island. I'm going back to Boston, you know? And then it would wrap it up so much neater. We wouldn't have to have a scene later where Michelle Pfeiffer and him talk on the beach and he like lets her go. And instead of talking around what he's doing, he's like, I'm going to have to let you go. I can't be, you're not good for me and the daughter anymore. I'm going to, today's the day where I'm letting you go. Cause this is what's good for me. And it's like, thanks writer. Thanks for saying what's yet. happening.
1: Yeah. So like I said, Kevin is played by Wendy Cruson, who's in one of the best movies of the 1990s, The Santa Claus, with yeah, Tim Allen. She's great in it. That movie is a thousand times more persuasive in making us understand that maybe Scott Calvin shouldn't have possession of his young son Charlie because it does look real bad it does look bad because <laughs> this man is transforming his life so that he looks and seems to be Santa Claus and is as judge judge Reinhold, Judd Reinhold? Judd judge Reinhold judge Reinhold says he's bringing his delusions he's bringing us into his delusions <laughs> um and then Bernard and then shows Bernard up. shows up and we we do actually feel a little nervous for Charlie's well being.
0: Yeah, and it's not because we think Calvin would do anything to him, but we we do just worry that something bad will happen to him, and it's going to not only ruin his but also Scott's lives.
1: Yeah, and so Wendy Krusen and Judge Reinhold uh, sue for possession of yeah, young Charlie. And it's bad. It's, it's really we feel like terrible, but it's like I understand, but I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah never ever do you feel that moment in this movie and no. you're supposed to you're mm-hmm. supposed to be like she's kind of right it can't be this way you never think that ever Mm-mm. and like i, I it,
0: like i can I can see like if you have like a pro con list like she has a couple of cons that add up to her side but like the pros outweigh them yeah so i don't i I, they need to be closer yeah like he needs to do something dangerous at one point in time yeah because he sees like like he sees michelle pfeiffer stops paying attention to the road and then like they all three get in a car accident yeah yeah he could
1: have like do stuff like episodes where he's truly like not grounded but yeah that's not what's going on because he'll he like sees Michelle Pfeiffer and then a snap later she's gone and he's yeah back and he's like with oh us. hey Claire Dane, sorry for being weird sorry for looking over at the di- over the distance over there I'm back now uh, and she's like the sister in law is like how can you be making tea how why aren't you super grounded in everything and you're a dad. I'm a dad. I wonder if you've had moments like this where something weird is happening to your child and you need a minute to get back to reality and ground yourself. Because there was a time a few weeks ago where Theo fell out of his crib head first. I had a panic attack and I needed a second to reset Uh and get back to reality. And Sarah was there and she's like, it's fine. We're all fine. We're good. You're good. Rob and I have both had those moments where
0: like something's happened. There's been too many emotions for one of us. And the other one is like the one that's like, Hey, it's okay.
1: And Peter Gallagher is rightfully freaking out because his daughter is drunk. Night terror mess upstairs. Yeah.
0: I also do think I I didn't read the scene quite so dramatic as you. I was seeing the sister-in-law going up to him being like, Hey, I can like, cause she offers to do the tea. She's like, you should be upstairs right now. Mm -hmm. And that felt like a real moment to me where she seemed like she was doing something nice for him.
1: Oh, it felt like she was pushing him upstairs, like, you can't be down here making tea. You need to be uh, upstairs. I think there was a little bit of that, but I
0: think for the most part she was trying to say, you need to be with your daughter. Go, 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 go.
1: Yeah, I I would have not liked that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's
1: have... uh, that's fair, but I, I also because think... Because he's not making tea for her. He's making tea for him. No, that's what's going on. Well, he's he, No, he... he's making tea for her.
0: Yes, Ostensibly. Oh, oh I, I see. Not tea for him, but tea for him. It's really so he can have a moment. But he spills the tea. You, he you spills the tea. Um, okay. Uh, anyway, there was this scene where they all like he Claire Danes decides
1: to go. Yeah, she's like, you know what? This is a bad environment for me. I need to not be around you, Dad. And, and I'm like, what? <laughs> well,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know. She makes like. She makes a very compelling case for not being around him right now, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Not that she should be adopted by somebody else. That's weird. Yeah. Like, I don't know if custody is thing. You could just go stay with your aunt and uncle. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Why does it have
1: to be a legal... uh, uh... (laughs) But,
0: But she basically is like, hey, I... Like, you're not letting go of mom. I need to, and I can't with you doing this all the time. That's fair. Yeah. I think that's legit, and honestly, Peter Gallagher and Claire Danes' like, chemistry as father-daughter, in these scenes especially, I really like.
1: Mm-hmm. So, a movie that actually does what this movie's trying to do is Inception. Guilt. I feel guilt more. Because Leonardo DiCaprio can't let go of his dead wife, and she's literally plaguing his dreams. And his projection of her won't let him go mm-hmm. because he won't let her go. And the dramatic tension of Inception is that he needs to let her go once and for all in order to succeed in his major mission. Sure. And he, he needs to find the emotional strength to do it. And then he finally does it. And it we see him struggling and working through it. I don't see – and we see with Leo like it is truly impacting everything that he does. Like he can't like she is like ruining their mission because he won't let go. I'm not seeing anything in Peter Gallagher's life that's bringing him down or holding him back. I see him go on a couple walks in this movie, and that's the extent of him not letting go. I don't see how it's actually impacting his life, her life, their life. Yes. Like
0: he he shouldn't have his daughter stolen from him. And he doesn't seem to be having that bad of a time. Right.
1: So I mean he does he does he is freaking out a little bit much. Sure. Yeah. But grief manifests its ways in the ways that it manifests itself. Yeah. So they are going to go. They yeah. go to the boat launch. And then she decides not to go when they see each other. And like, he's like, good, because I'm going back to Boston. Yeah. Because I need to move on. Honestly, the scene was moving to me.
0: I Like, I don't want to spend too much
1: time on it, but it because was... Because the acting's fantastic. The acting is absolutely crazy good. Like, because divorce of context, it still is emotionally satisfying. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's all
0: up to Claire Danes and Peter Gallagher. Yeah. yeah,
1: uh, But he just kind of decides arbitrarily. No, no, I'm, I'm moving to Boston. I'm moving yeah. on. And there's also, like, Paul and... Cindy are fine now. Yeah, all that marital strife didn't matter. No, like, no. Paul and uh, the 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 teenager the girl. teenager they they like I just said like, whatever they're married now.
0: <laughs> they're married now. No. Okay. Anyway, and then the movie yeah. ends after he goes and says goodbye to Michelle Pfeiffer, and it's like he boards up his house. Is this an East Coast thing where you have to board up your house? Um, I think probably with old houses, maybe you. You like because they have big storms on the coast, okay?
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: You know, you know, like in Pride and Prejudice, where they like cover all the furniture, maybe he was doing stuff like that.
1: Yeah, but she's like,
0: I think he was just taking care of certain things. Like, you don't want to leave stuff outside in case there's a big wind storm, boarding up the whole thing, the Um, whole house. Well, Ryan,
1: you want to know what? It's a metaphor, (laughs) he's moving on. And he's like, I'm letting you go. And Michelle Pfeiffer's like, good idea.
0: Yeah, and we're all like, thank God, because the movie's over. <laughs> so. And,
1: man, it ratchets it up. He goes to her grave, lays a flower oh, on yeah. it. It's like, oh, I get it, movie. <laughs> Don't worry. I get it. <sighs> the end. Yeah. God so save us. Can you, can you give us out of five? One and a half stars out of five because the of acting. Peter Gallagher and Claire Danes. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, Roger Ebert gave it two out of four stars. I'm like, wow, you're being generous. And he like tore it to shreds. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, did we mention Kevin? Nothing happens with Kevin. Yeah. There's no romance at all. She
0: like is like, thanks for the weird weekend. And he's like, yeah, sorry about the weird weekend. She's like, he's like, but you know what? You were nice. And she's like, go talk to your daughter. Stop. I don't know you. (laughs) Yeah. Wow.
1: What a pointless movie. You guys, sorry, but just like I said, very well-intentioned people Do you Do you think what lost. happened was, like,
0: the director or the producer or the writer saw this play and was just so moved by it that they were like, I have to make this into a movie? Or do you think they, like, oh, I got the intellectual property rights to a play that won an award this year or something, and uh, I'll just make that?
1: I think they were so high on co- cocaine that it doesn't matter.
0: It was the 90s. <laughs> they were, they were like, almost over cocaine at that yeah. point.
1: Yeah. It, Ugh, so uh, we watched it so you don't have to. Let's go to Trope Talk.
0: And welcome back to Trope Talk. It's like grope talk stop that, no, Paul. God, stop God, it. Get
1: off of stop. her. Stop. Get off of her. Stop.
0: Step away from the teenager. <laughs> Even with your mouth. Stop. Like your words. Stop. Obviously <laughs> not with your, your mouth.
1: mouth.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> so our trope today is theater to movie adaptations. And we mm. actually watched one last week too with Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Yeah what works and what doesn't when this happens?
1: First of all, I want to say in this movie, there's a lot of dialogue scenes where characters just start talking over each other Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's not even like a interruptus kind of thing. It's like, they are both delivering lines simultaneously and we're like, whoa, whoa. It's, it's chaotic here. And I'm watching this movie and I'm like leaning against my chair. I'm like, why are these characters talking over yeah, each like, other? Yeah, like I can't understand what they're saying. And, and it's, I say it's, to myself, I'm like, they sound like they're in a play. And I, yeah, IMDB it. I'm like, because it was based on a play.
0: <laughs> and the weird thing about this is, is like, the, generally when you do that, it's supposed to give a sense of realism, right? Because like multiple people are talking at the same time. That's how a room works. But The reason why you need very distinct voices happening when this is going on in order to enjoy it as a moviegoer is because you're not in the conversations right there. Mm -hmm. When you're experiencing like the walla of other people's voices also having conversations while you're in a conversation, it's because you can concentrate on one thing. Yeah. And you can't do that when you're watching a movie or you're, you know, watching a play and all the voices are mixed at the exact same level.
1: That doesn't work, right? And it works in theater. I don't know if it works in theater because it bugs me when it's in theater too. Because it feels theatery. It feels like they're putting on something for me that I'm not looking at reality. I'm looking at an abstraction of reality. Yeah, I think it works sometimes when like
0: characters are still talking in the background, but like we folk Like in the play, the focus becomes. These two people talking louder Mm -hmm. or being focused on and everybody else's voice is kind of like not fade to the background, but get just quiet enough so that we know where
1: the focus is. It seems like technique. It doesn't seem like art and it doesn't seem like storytelling. It seems like watch these two actors deliver lines simultaneously. Yeah. It's like, honestly, there was a time during the dinner scene. Where Claire
0: Danes and the sister in law were talking over each other. You're protecting him. I'm not protecting
1: him. Don't, don't, don't be raiding pre- my mind, Esther. You. Yeah, yeah. you. you need you you want from to protect this eat without having for all But your nose right in, sticking in snug, we just regroup. We've got a terrific here. Come on in. Wreck my life. It's only mine. It's been two two years.
0: Listen to yourselves. And Claire Danes like looks at her and it just looked like she was tired of her talking over her. I really, it it might not have happened, but Claire Danes like shot her a look that felt like, bitch, I'm trying to say my line. (laughs) Like I'm trying to get this out, but you're like over talking me. And she's, the sister-in-law is the one who does it the most. I don't think it's her fault necessarily. It feels like a director thing. It does. But but she was talking over everything everybody and i'm like what is this doing for us right now yeah because like, this is already a miserable experience it you're just making it worse
1: it's it's it is worse when it's the lack of it where it's like someone should be cutting someone off and they're like hey i thought i right stop i was saying something else and that's a
0: dialogue that's not four people talking at the same time and that can happen but there has to be like a culmination right yeah and at the dinner party it happens where the culmination happens and then Claire Danes yells. and she goes, people s-
1: boom, boom, Baggins.
0: She shuts everybody up, but they're still over-talking afterwards where yeah. the sister-in-law finishes her sentence. And that's not how that is supposed to dramatically work, yeah. guys. Like somebody interrupts everybody until they stop talking and you don't go, ah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's gross. Anyway, <laughs> so so let's talk staging. Yeah oftentimes in movies and fences does this yeah where you you're watching a movie but there's something constrained about the the foreground and background that make mm-hmm. it feel like a play sometimes they do that with like lens choices yeah sometimes it's more. Like in this movie, in the scene at the end with the fairy, it's like you have two people in the foreground talking and other people in the background like watching them. Mm -hmm. And there's so many moments like that in this movie where instead of characters doing something in the background, it was like, like the scene where they were holding each other in the bed. Everybody else was standing framed in the doorway. And I was like, that just feels like... And they're like lit as if it's a play. Like there's like lighting directly on them. And it's like these people are watching these people. Right. We're all watching this happen together. Yeah. And it really stands out in a movie that sometimes feels like a film and it feels more filmic. Yeah. And I think that's, I think you need to divorce yourself from a play if you're going to make a movie of a
1: play. Theater is an abstraction where we're saying, okay, this plywood wall. Is a house. Mm -hmm. I know it's not actually a house, but you and I are going to pretend together that this is a house.
0: The fourth wall is much deeper Mm -hmm. in a play. Like you have to, you have to settle yourself in the world of theater in order to enjoy it. And 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 it really should happen like this if if it's a well done production. Yeah, film does the same thing but as soon as you start leaning back into that play aspect it feels like a play again
1: film has instantly a more realist setting even if you're doing something that's completely fantasy as your story right completely but you're making reality happen you're not making reality literal in theater you're making
0: <laughs> and when you make a movie look like theater you're you're calling attention to it in a way that's saying see this is a play, which throws you way outside of either the play or the movie. It's like, wait, so you're wanting me to think about the fact that this is a play as I'm watching this drama unfold?
1: Which is fine if you're a Brecht fan, but none of us are. (laughs) And so we should be focused on the storytelling. And I think all the movies that succeed in this adaptation are movies where you go, oh, I didn't realize that was a play. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that was yeah. a play. Like, oh, I didn't realize this was On a play. On Golden
0: Pond is very much like that, where it feels like a small drama. It's actually very similar to this. There are people who go to a house that is not their usual house in the middle of nowhere, and other people come to this house, and there's like interpersonal drama that ensues about past events. Mm-hmm. It's just so much better. Yeah.
1: And let's take Shakespeare. Let's talk Shakespeare, because with Zeffirelli's production, it never feels stagey. Because he's moving the camera around, he's moving the proscenium arch just all over the place, <laughs> and it's it's moving and it's alive. And these characters are living in a three dimensional world where they're not they're not canting themselves and making it more of a two D space, right?
0: Which works really well in a well-done play. Like, I went to see something in The Globe in 2019, right before it closed down for two Mm -hmm. years or however long, and it's amazing what you can do with a play space Mm -hmm. because you are there, and you know it's there. Yeah. And this movie, like, it didn't do much with the camera, and it made choices with the light, but still, a lot of the light, like, there's this scene where... Um, the sister-in-law is has this rim light around her mm-hmm. that feels like she's just being blasted by a theater light. Right. Like it's, somebody put a blue gel over something and it's like, all right, turn up the Kino, boom! It's a very
1: significant spotlight. Yeah. Which is it, fine. It is. But it's not motivated.
0: It's not motivated, but I can feel it more since I know it's based on a play and you've called it out so much in this movie. right? Like, if, if I didn't know, I'd be like, oh,
1: this is an interesting 90s choice. It feels very 90s. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of moments where the other characters stand around and yeah. look dramatically pensive. Yeah. And I've been to a lot of plays where that's what a lot of the actors have no choice to do because another character is giving a monologue uh-huh. where they are out in this other, like, space like a space out of time and you're trying not to draw attention away from them and so the characters have to just kind of exist and just they can't stop acting they can't (laughs) leave the room so they have to kind of stay in character
0: it's do you ever feel bad for the theater actors who like they all have to stop in the middle of their action while somebody monologues and (laughs) they're literally just trying to stay still
1: okay freeze
0: And I like always look like I don't care anymore about the monologue. I'm always looking at them. And I'm like, I saw your finger. <laughs> I, saw, I saw you blink.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I liked being in theater where I was in a production of Alice in Wonderland. And I remember my brother. I
0: was too. Well, who were
1: you? The drummer again. Oh, okay. <laughs> but my brother was playing like an extra person and he was serving everybody while all this action was going on. And I just loved I loved living on the stage. It was fun because I didn't have any lines whatsoever, and neither did my brother. But all we we were just background actors, and so he would come and serve me like a cookie, and like I would eat it, and I'm like, "This is great to exist." And so, I like seeing characters exist when it doesn't impact the story, in theater, Mm -hmm. because the theater is alive, and you're like stepping into this like terrarium of of humans. But film isn't doing that film is showing us things film is showing us images of things and all the like uh, much ado about nothing we're not really stepping into an enclosed environment with these characters we're more going into a world that these characters inhabit and i think there's a key difference there
0: i I agree so well
1: sorry guys there's
0: there's other things that we could talk about in adaptation but i think we mainly hit on what we didn't like because we didn't like this movie
1: it didn't do what the good ones do yeah
0: (laughs) which is simply take a good story and find a place for it that feels more you shake you shake
1: hands with the theater production you say well done I'm going to go into a different direction. Yeah, I'm going to take all the words from this. But I'm not taking the blocking from this. Mm -hmm. Because, no. Yeah. (sighs) Anyways, let's get into something far more satisfactory to you and I personally, which is the Patreon.
0: (laughs) All
1: right, Kelly, the poll is up. It's all over. It's the 2010s edition. and They did it to us again. We have a tie. We have no choice. The choices this month was This Means War, Easy A, Trainwreck, and Edge of a 17, but we have a tie between Easy A and Trainwreck. Thanks, guys. So, which one do you want to do first? I need something... I, I, Easy A. Easy A. I I feel like this movie. was alphabetically. Easy a.
0: a. Yeah, Easy A. This movie was a train wreck in and of itself. <laughs> I don't want to get We already, right we already
1: did a train wreck. We can't do another one. really in next wanted week to in a row. watch Edge of 17. We'll get really there. We really wanted to. We'll get there. Sorry don't for over
0: talking you. I didn't want to make uh, this. I, a it's play. okay. Some, yeah, it's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. really I can't even do it right now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, next week, Easy A with. Uh, our best friend, Emma Stone. Yes. In our hearts at And least.
0: Tooch. Tooch is in that one, the too. The Tooch.
1: Um, so there will be a poll next week. We'll figure it out. The bonus episode on speed is up. Enjoy. Um, we loved it a lot. Yeah, it's great. And this week is an essay by me. This week, I'm writing about the 90s. Okay. The dream of the 90s. And? How it's no longer alive in Portland. Oh, okay. <laughs> but basically every generation has that like decade that feels like a dream to them. And people consider the 80s like this, this dream decade of like everything was kind of perfect in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I don't think everything was perfect in the 90s. But I do think for me it does feel like that collective dream that we all had. Uh, and I don't know. You'll have to read the essay. Learn more. Sounds good. You know
0: what else sounds good? What? Giving a golden sword. She A blessing from the Lord. God be praised.
1: The golden sword. Hey, you took
0: my sword. I did. Sorry. I I talked to a judge, and he's like, "I'm gonna give you custody <laughs> the of the sword
1: for sue for peace." Here's your golden sword. <sighs> well, Ryan, what 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 about it? Peter Gallagher crying. I liked see, seeing Peter Gallagher crying. Oh, it's so mean. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. You know this would this will actually make Peter Gallagher cry. You want to know where my golden sword is going? Claire Danes crying? No. To I think Nancy is her name, the little girl who <laughs> the beat. Yeah, the nine-year-old who beat him previously on the sandcastle contest. Her sandcastle was a shark eating a dead body. <laughs> and I was just like, this girl's cool.
1: Yeah, that's badass. Uh
0: and so I think, I don't know, I want to give her a sword and just like let's see what she does with it.
1: Okay. I like it. Oh, so oh, 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 go I ahead, see. Go ahead, get,
0: give me some fire.
1: <laughs> I see. I have been given the task of asking you, my friend, Kelly, are you going to give this movie a rom com Oscar? Oh, a little
0: panache on the end. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I figured I since we're switching things up so much, since we just basically yelled at a movie for an hour, I don't mm-hmm. even know how long this has been, I figured we just switch it all up, huh? Okay, we switched
1: it. Consider what, it switched. What would I give? Oscar-wise to this. I think a book of Oscar Wilde so that they can study up on what good writing is. Mm, that would be good.
0: Best wit, no. We're such
1: bitches because we're we are. We're writing our own scripts and we're like, yes, we know all the things. We know all the answers. <laughs> the, the writer
0: of this movie, one of the most
1: powerful people in Hollywood, <laughs> is, eat is, us for breakfast. is
0: going to listen to this episode and be like, you'll never work in this town ever. <laughs>
1: Not even again, just we're never. Like, Sorry, David E. Kelly. Big fans love that Allie McBeal. Uh. <laughs> uh. And you know, actually, we should clarify: we're not saying these people are bad writers. We're saying this. No. we're saying this movie itself is bad, and it may or may not be. I don't know if I'm saying that.
0: I don't think people are bad writers I think this is bad writing right
1: this is yeah. a- an example of bad writing yeah I've been trained like me as a colorist when I work in post-production where I've been like taught don't say you shot it wrong <laughs> say there is a problem with the shot. Oh, yeah. And the reason why there's a problem with the shot is because the person shooting it shot it wrong. But you don't say they shot it wrong. You just say the shot is wrong. And so I'm not saying David E. Kelly's a bad writer because that's clearly not the case. He's, he's behind so many successful shows. But something went wrong here.
0: Yeah. And it's like moralism. It's like I'm not going to tell you you're a bad person necessarily. You just did a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Um ugh
1: what what's your oscar i don't know best sandcastles yeah i was thinking about that too <laughs> i think oh oh, uh, oh i'll i'll give a more traditional answer okay. best production design yeah yeah cuz you got the sandcastles oh okay i see you what you're saying you got the beach okay. uh the the beach is fantastic the house is kind of a perfect house for a Yeah what it i really did do. like the house um, um so
0: well done i think i'm going to give it best anonymous Love interest, and I don't mean that as a slight.
1: I think oh, the the wife?
0: No, no, no. I'm I'm talking about the boyfriend, Kevin?
1: Freddie Prince, Freddie Prince Jr. So
0: he's this, and there's these love interests in these movies that sometimes are there because they need to be, rather than us being that interested in them. And usually they're so forgettable, but honestly, I'm gonna remember Freddie Prince after this movie because it's one of those weird Freddie Prince like roles where the, I'm like you didn't know what you had yet
1: did you <laughs> and it's it gives us this weird completionist thing where it's like no we've seen all the Freddie prince jr yeah movies. <laughs> this is like you know when they show like all the different
0: Batman suits yeah like this is one of him <laughs>
1: that time where he was in the 70s and they did that weird special is that one it's like yep I've seen that one too <laughs> he wasn't alive then oh you're talking Batman <laughs> yeah okay yeah so I think best anonymous boy
0: like best anonymous love interest
1: uh sure well <laughs> that's, that's what I
0: could come up with speaking but, of no 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 <laughs> no no. who would you fall in love with Ryan are there any circumstances in which uh, the two of you might be more than just good friends the truth of it is I I've loved you from the first second I met you <laughs>
1: But mostly, I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. You have bewitched me, body and soul. And I love, I love, I love you. I know. I'm going with Claire Danes because she's the only available human in this movie, because Peter Gallagher is a little distracted by Michelle Pfeiffer. Not at the end. I guess he's free and clear. I'm going with Claire Danes too.
0: She seems like the only human worth. Well, I, I'm going to say Freddie Prince Jr. might also have something, but I just don't know anything what about him. a blank
1: slate to pick, though. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm gonna. I'm definitely going Claire Danes.
1: <sighs> okay, man. What a movie. Well, we know uh, what we're watching next week. We got through it. We're doing Easy A next week. It's going to be much better. Um, there will be a new poll. Um, Kelly. I love you so much that I will never make you watch this movie ever again. And I love you for that.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> and this is where we will say oh, goodbye. Ryan and Kelly must bid you adieu Thank you for listening to our review Rate and subscribe We'll even take a prize See you next week on a gentleman's guide to rom com's